Hello and welcome back to the final part of the Off the Crossbar podcast 2021 year in review with myself Regan Walsh and as ever my co-presenter Brad and yep we're here for the final quarter of the year in review. A bit more sombre compared to the first two but still plenty of stories to talk about. No, surely now we are in the dessert course if you will. Yes. The palate cleanser. Mm, and it definitely doesn't disappoint one of the best palate cleansers we can have. I mean Tasty. October Yes. October good news for Newcastle fans. November it stories for both of our teams. December controversy. Or late November, early December, I can't remember when it was, but still we've got plenty of talk for this final part and we might as well kick it off. Uh, in October and the end of an era up north for Newcastle comes to an end finally as Mike Ashley agrees to sell the club for £305 million and Newcastle will become the richest team in football Is it still weird that I don't feel like this is normal? No, I 100% agree it, I mean, there's just something that doesn't feel weirdly right about it, if that makes any sense. Is it because it's just Newcastle? For so long we've now been conditioned oh look at Newcastle and they're a terribly run club. They're not allowed anything nice. Yeah. Granted, and now... granted I still feel like that even though the things have changed but you know well, yeah, that if I they mean... get it right it's going to be amazing for them. Mm, but on the pitch at the minute it hasn't gone uh, well for them but yeah, I think 12 years or so on of, if not more, of Ashley's ownership. Many Newcastle, well, all Newcastle fans happy to see the back of him um, just because of the way he dredged the club over the last five, six years. And the new ownership, we obviously don't know too much about them um, being heavily Saudi controlled, um, which led to a lot of potential controversy, but the takeover was able to go ahead and yeah like you say hopefully there is positive things to come for Newcastle in the future but um, as of now the results haven't gone the way Um, obviously following the takeover Steve Bruce was uh, sacked as manager after he had his 1000th game in charge not of Newcastle Jesus Christ even Newcastle don't have to put fans didn't have to put up with him for that long well that's very almost about like that to them well yeah um, and then they brought in Eddie Howe as uh, his replacement after a list that went so so long of potential uh, new managers it no, actually it, got crazy at one point it did but when you, a new owner comes in you want to be thorough really in poising mm. your first manager because you don't want that to go wrong realistically no you don't and there is Obviously, like I've said a few times now, it hasn't gone well for them, right? But there is still faith, I think, that Eddie Howe can turn this around once he's had like, a couple of transfer windows. Yeah, and the team the first fully understands that... his philosophy and all that. Obviously, yeah, but there's only so much you can do as a manager when your defence is Kieran Clark and Jamal LaSalle's. And you're still playing John Joe Shelby every week. Mate, John Joe Shelby's good now. Did you see that goal against Liverpool? Well, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. 
But but he always likes getting his revenge on them. Yeah, maybe. But as you said, we're not going to see the first signs of what this will be for Newcastle until January in 2022. Yeah. Um, elsewhere in October, um, we got deeper into the Champions League stages um, and obviously all the other European competitions. The Premier League um, wasn't as entertaining in October as October 2020 was with uh, some of the results. Um, though At least did, we had the was fans October the end? <laughs> Yes. Was October the end of Nuno Espirito Santo at Tottenham or was that early November? I don't know, it's around then. In it somewhere like yeah, that. We, we can just talk about it anyway, but um yeah, that was a strange old time at Tottenham, wasn't it? I mean what, fourteen weeks into the job, four months or so just it didn't go the way anything was expected to go for Tottenham. No, because I remember we all remember it. he was never the first choice and they couldn't have made it more obvious. It was about the 11th or 12th. Yeah, like, obviously they got the bad choice eventually. But mm. it, it just, they just, their whole season suffered at this starting point because of that decision. Yeah. And the fact that they just took so long to appoint Nuno in the first place out and getting their manager in, it just created pure chaos for Tottenham. And like you said, they started off so poorly that it did leave them like they shot themselves in the foot, really. Yeah, and a lot of that has also come down to the fact that Harry Kane has gone and the ability to only be able to score against San Marino, Andorra, and fifth place Slovenian teams. Who Spurs still end up losing to later on oh, yeah, and in Liverpool. the Europa Conference League. Mm. It's just absolutely uh, ridiculous how poor his season is. Like <laughs> we forgot to mention it in part two, but there was obviously the talk of him wanting to leave Spurs in the summer. Uh, yeah, how did we and miss that? There was obviously the rumour. So <laughs> how did we? Yeah, miss I've that? just remembered it myself now. <laughs> obviously, there was a lot of talk of him potentially going to Manchester City. That never materialised, but he just hasn't got going yet. I mean, he's. Maybe Conte can get him firing over the next few weeks, but it hasn't worked out so far for Kane this season in the Premier League. No, maybe you will be eating your words because it's not the first time you've ate your words this season or this year, in fact. Yeah, and I like being proven wrong at times. He makes a living of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I said in our predictions podcast that uh, my bold prediction would be that uh, Mikhail Arteta would be sacked by Christmas. wasn't him. It was um, someone a lot further north. Um, Mid-November comes, and Manchester United are having a tumultuous season. Uh, Everything's going wrong for them in the league. They're out of the Carabao Cup already. Champions League, they're still doing okay. But Ronaldo saving them in Fergie time, but nobody cares about that. Um, poor start <laughs> to the season. Theory reason he wasn't sacked sooner. Yeah, true. Um, an embarrassing five 0 defeat to Liverpool. Um, losses to Aston Villa in this time. Uh, Manchester City just absolutely dominated us. And then on the 21st of November, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was 
sacked uh, as man manager of Manchester United, which, I mean, we saw it come in, but it's it's still sad because same with what we said with Lampard. That's in part one. It's a former player and respected highly in the club, and everyone will always remember that night in uh, Barcelona back in '99. Yeah, but the difference between that and now is that he wasn't the manager then. Yeah, and it just it ultimately he moved us in the right direction from his appointment, and the club looked like it was. And going he left you exactly the same place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the results just weren't there, and they hadn't had any uh, success, which is obviously what managers are ultimately decided on these days. Um, the wheel Villa became also... rudderless. <laughs> The wheel um, well and surely fell off its hinges. Yes. Uh, you know, but I'm not one to talk about to sad managerial exit, am I? Yeah. Aston Villa sacked Dean Smith. Uh, was this late October now? Or, or were we in November when was Dean Smith got sacked at Hartwick? Was it too far afterwards, was it? Actually, I can't remember. I think he was sacked before, Ali. Yeah, he was sacked like two weeks before, Ali, wasn't he? He was yeah, wasn't like he sacked this, before this the international the break and Ali after? I can't, remember, I can't remember, actually, which is weird. But it was this time period that me and you were in unity for our heartbreak. Mm. It was a depressing time. <laughs> oh, God, it was. But, I mean, this quarter now of this year, I mean, what is it, five Premier League managers we've seen sacked, is it? We've seen quite a few. So um, Daniel Fark got sacked from New uh, Norwich... We spoke about Steve Bruce getting sacked from Newcastle. Watford sacked Cisco Munoz. Um, yeah. Uh, Aston Villa, Dean Smith, Man United with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. No, no. Antonio Conte. Um, not Antonio Conte going to Spurs replacing Nuno. So six out of the 20 clubs have changed manager in this period of the year. Yeah. What was that? I feel like there's another one. I can't think of it on top of my head, weirdly, but... Yeah, it feels like we're not done. Like this is, there will be more to come next year, 2022, I think, yeah. even in January. Yeah, I mean, we spoke um, on our, on the actual podcast, uh, how long will Marcelo Bielsa stay at Leeds? How long will Rafa stay at Everton? I've um, softened a little bit on my Bielsa approach, so I definitely believe it's Benitez that loses his job first. Benitez first. I don't know. I'm still undecided on that uh, case. Um, but yeah, crazy turnaround in managers and it's looking a bit better for both our clubs. Obviously, Aston Villa appointed Steven Gerrard as manager and things have looked really good for your side so far under it's, Gerrard. Yeah, the only defeats we've suffered have been to the top three. Everyone else we've beaten, yes. which is nice, so. I guess. <laughs> but mm. uh, yeah, there's a long way to go. January could be interesting for us. Yeah, uh, we appointed Ralph Rangnick as our uh, interim manager. Uh, he was appointed on the third of December. Uh, Michael Carrick had did an interim's interim job for three games, which was really weird. But, um, Undefeated. Yeah, I mean he's got the exact same record as Rangnick. Exactly. He should have went on and become the Ipswich manager. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 
very strange months in terms of managers and stuff going on at Man United, obviously. Carrick then leaving uh, the backroom staff, he didn't stay on under Ragnick, and then Kieran McKenna became, becoming the Ipswich manager. I mean, he's still yet to have his first game in charge of the club. I see a lot with Ipswich and the whole thing is weird. I mean, I've just seen it because a lot of COVID cases have called off their games between themselves and their opponents, I believe. Yeah, that's December, isn't it? <laughs> you you oh, already of December? COVID cases and postponements. Yeah, which has been the biggest dampener of the end of the year. Um, elsewhere, Barcelona, their fall from grace has just continued. They sacked Ronald Koeman as manager, brought back uh, Xavi Hernandez on the 6th of November, that was. Um, hasn't gone to plan for him so far, has it? No, they have not recovered at all losing Messi their no. team is as bad as it's ever been like, even worse mm. than when it probably was like back early the start of the century yeah it's just a, I it's, mean, a, it's sad but it's also quite hilarious oh yeah it is hilarious to see I mean they'll be playing in the Europa League uh, in the start of 2022 for the first time in 21 years um, sad news though with regards to Barcelona um, their summer signing Sergio Aguero from Manchester City has had to retire from football due to um, problems with his heart uh, his last game for Barcelona and his last goal came in El Clasico so can't complain too much but it's sad to see him retire at such a young age yeah if there's someone who didn't deserve to go out that way it's Sergio Aguero Mm. His bad as city much as career I hated ended, him for th- his bad city career did end the best way. I've said he, he mm. scored twice after coming off the bench and yeah, but that Barcelona like going to Barcelona it was supposed to be like a year. Just you know, I'll enjoy this one year here, be very nice. But then Messi leaves and it's not for he gets injured and then comes before he starts playing and then obviously the thing. Do we see happen during the game and mm. he has to retire because of that yeah it's really sad to have seen um, as much as I hated him for that 93-20 or 94-20 minute against Man-, uh, Man United losing the league on the last day I still highly rate him as like one of the best Premier League strikers to ever have played the game Yeah, it's up there to debate whether he is the best Mm. It is definitely a discussion. But uh, back on to other stuff um, regarding the end of this year. Messi won his seventh Ballon d'Or quite controversially on the 29th of November. Um, justified or not? It's just basically the end of this year has not been very good for sporting authorities. Has it? No. <laughs> I know it's a football podcast, but you could bring the F1 into this as well. <laughs> Yes. Oh, like, uh, it's just been not good. Crazy. No. Um. Obviously, everyone was thinking this has to be Lewandowski's year to win it after he was robbed of it last year due to it being cancelled. But somehow, France football decided not. Obviously, French football. France football decided that Messi deserved to win it for some reason. Yeah, like the whole thing's weird when you really dig into it because. Mm. Lewandowski's stats are so much better 
yeah it's just absolutely ridiculous um, speaking of this uh, part of the year and Messi he has struggled with life at PSG so far hasn't he? I would have to listen to the fucking Icardi is having an argument in the car park almost every week oh yeah true but um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see can he recover and find his form in uh, 2022 Um I'm trying to think of what else has happened this last quarter of the year before we wrap it up. Well, we definitely seem to have just completely avoided the months. Not, com- not completely. Do you not have anything in November? Apart from the Ollie sacking and the seconds that we spoke about and Messi winning his balance duel, there's not really much happened in November. I'm trying to think. I know it was only a month ago, but not a lot happened. Um, teams qualified for the World Cup next year. Exactly. Yeah, is that? Yeah. Um. I mean, this time next year we'll know who World Cup winners are because the final this time just finished. Yeah. This time next year we would have finished the Qatar World Cup, but hopefully we'll be saying what a nice tournament it was football wise. Because we all know the <laughs> off-field stuff is going to take a real like it's going to be at the forefront. You feel? Yeah. As it should be, like rightly so. Oh, 100%. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. But hey, that's for another year uh, of worries that we don't have to worry about just now. Um, I'm trying to think what else has happened in November uh, and December these last few months. Obviously, there was a lot of um, craziness at Arsenal these last few weeks. Um, the story came out that Pierre and Rick was training. Um, without the club's permission, and then has since been stripped of the club's captaincy. I feel like we just have to say, Gerald, this whole Arsenal all or nothing documentary is going to be unreal. Oh, yeah, I think it might be uh, one of the best ones we've ever had. Yeah, we've seen it at the start, so first two episodes are going to be terrible starts of the season. Fans don't yeah. want Arteta in, but then it's going to rise again very kindly. And then it's going to dip again, just so slightly. And now to the end of the year, midway through the series, the top four on their seven points clear. I mean, you can bring back your famous word that you kept using to me on Messenger about Manchester United. We are going to be on an absolute roller coaster with Arsenal. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Eh, at times it could be. Um, Ollie was yeah. the master of a roller coaster that had more flips in it than the Smiler at Alton Towers. It's <laughs> a very niche reference for English followers, <laughs> though, who know what Alton Towers is. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we said, though, recently games have been getting called off due to COVID cases on the rise. Um, we've even had a game postponed in the Premier League due to snow, which was Burnley versus. Where Tottenham. Else? <laughs> Where else was it going to be? <laughs> exactly. Burnley haven't played a game um, in so long. Is it not? No, because the Burnley Tottenham one was two weeks ago, was it? Have they even played a game in December? No, they... Yeah, their last game was the 12th of December against West Ham. They've played three this month. Oh, well, Wolves, Newcastle and West Ham. It feels like a lot of teams haven't played for a little while. Yeah. Uh, we had the we, yeah. 
Well, yeah, uh, we've had the conclusion of the Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League with the draws made, and even the Champions League draw oh. can't go without fucking controversy, can it? I bet you're going to hate me when I tell you that we have to re-record this podcast now because of unfortunate issues beyond our control. That was the joke. Has the joke actually just gone over your head? <laughs> oh my god, it actually has just completely <laughs> went over my head. That has. Oh, you had me panicking. I was like, "What the hell's happened to you?" Well, yes. Oh, for fuck's sake, you're absolutely not bad. Don't blame me. Blame me, Ifa. <laughs> blame Michael Massey. <laughs> no, Michael, it's not. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Oh, that whole God. Champions League draw was a farce, wasn't it? The first time round. It just proved how stupidly difficult they make it for themselves. Mm. And how long-winded so, they make it as well. Yeah, like, I know why they do it. It's so that they don't get teams drawn against one another that they can't face. But yeah, in this instance they did. What's the being as simple as it would be in like an FA Cup draw? One part is seeded teams, one part is unseeded teams. Them out. Yeah, and just abolish this rule where teams from the same country can't play each other until the quarterfinals. Why? Just get rid of it. It's stupid. Yeah. It's annoying. Same, the same country one, I think, should be fine for the last 16. Same group, I understand. Well, yeah, that's when you do it like, um, right, so Barcelona. Uh, oh, Not the <laughs> I was thinking of the women's tournament, sorry. Uh, Manchester City, right, they can't play. Liverpool, Man United, and. Uh, Chelsea. Okay, so they can't play uh, Liverpool anyway because they and Man United because they finished top of their groups. So they'd be on the seeded side with them. So the only team you wouldn't put into that part would be uh, Chelsea and uh, PSG as well because PSG played them in the same group. Every other team, bang, easy peasy. Yet UEFA somehow make an absolute hash of it every time. Um, Spurs, they've had a really weird last. For uh, month or so, I mean, they've had games postponed. Obviously, we just talked about the uh, Burnley one. They've had games because of because of COVID. Then uh, they've been kicked out of the Europa Conference League, which is yeah, like crazy. hardly kicked out in disgrace, is it? If I was Spurs, I'm cheering all the way to the moon. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Although, in a way, it has robbed us of the match that I wanted, and that's Roma versus Tottenham. The Mourinho derby. I wanted it. <laughs> I mean, they do now become the first uh, English side to have been knocked out of the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Intertoto Cup, the UEFA Cup, the UEFA Champions League, and this competition as well, which is something for Spurs. Get just niche stats from you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Not a bad end to 2021. Um, I think that we've our joys of 2021 were definitely lived over the summer months, though, with the transfer window and the Euros as well. Um, but yeah, like I said this at the end of the last part. It feels like we've come, we're a bit of a come down. Yeah, a little bit, which is fine. I we picked a, a level that I didn't think was possible. Hmm. But it's uh, definitely going to be. A good 2022. I've got a feeling it's going to be exciting. Yeah, we well, got to think. What have we got to come next year? 
Well, we've got women's Euros to look forward to. We've got the World Cup. Uh, we've got the title race to come down to as well. I mean, it's going to be very, very interesting. And, and in a week's time for us day of recording, we'll have the transfer window back around as well. Exactly. Well, so. the January... It's weird with January because it always has that sense of, well, players aren't going to be like well club, clubs aren't going to offer their biggest players in January yeah. you're not going to see any be like crazy mm. unless something mad happens no um, yeah it's going to be uh, interesting 2022 um, what do you say is your favourite moment of 2021 then if I, was to, if I was to ask you for this one moment oh Jesus do you know what in weird hindsight, those forty-eight hours of the Super League were pretty incredible. Yeah, just with the banter because never for two days straight have I endlessly scrolled on Twitter for updates. I mean, genuinely, I I was awake from about <laughs> nine ten o'clock on that first day until about two three a.m. just constantly scrolling through Twitter like what's the latest news going to be regarding that it was just yeah ridiculous um me personally i'm going to say highlights of the year has to be uh the euros i mean genuinely the excitement i had watching that whole tournament it like you said took us back to 2018 with the pure joy of it like a competition yeah, I, I think it's slightly surpassed Although it was more heartbreaking with the end. I was surprised he actually didn't say Ronaldo. See, I was tempted to, but <sighs> that year is, though, that year is just took it for me. That was, oh, peak, if, peak. If you're exciting. a prick, you would say Ronaldo. But <laughs> <laughs> I would have said, my favourite bit was Sue. <laughs> that was my moment of 2021. And that's um, all. And uh, yep. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll be back to our usual uh, scheduling of podcasts um, next week as we round up the Christmas period in uh, football. Or what of it we've had, and look ahead to twenty twenty two and all the action and stuff that can come our way. Right, make sure you like and subscribe. And if you haven't listened to part one and part two, go back and give them a listen as we Why go. Why you not listen to part one and part two? <laughs> right, yes. Um, we speak about in part one we speak about the first four five months of the year and then part two we talk about the crazy summer I hope you have a wonderful new year and uh, until 2022 it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad see you next year we'll see you soon <laughs>